What's poppin' sweets? I'm Alicia Reedy, your favorite baker and host, and I'm back with a brand new episode of Cookies and Conversation. And I'm so excited about this episode because this has been in the works, like off and on for the last few months. And I have one of my absolute favorite people here. It's been a long time coming. It's Alex Myers. Yay. Hello. If you are familiar with the 12 Dates of Christmas, You've definitely seen his face. And if you have not, you need to fix that. <laughs> and with that being said, how are you? I am so great. I'm so excited to be here. You're, I mean, like you said, this has been something that we have been talking about doing for like a couple of months now. So I'm so glad we were finally able to sit down and make this happen and yes. spill some tea, have some conversations. I'm so excited. Come on, period. Yes. Ah. And with that being said, who are you and what are we sipping on if you are sipping on anything today? Uh, who am I? Uh, so my name is Alex. You may or may not uh, know me from HBO Max's original dating series, 12 Dates of Christmas, season two. I am a DMV local, actually went to high school with Alicia. That is where we met. Yes. And now I'm, you know, living in the DMV, uh, working in the consulting field, uh, just kind of living life, just living life. Uh, and I'm sipping on some nice ice water because I'm pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> You are not boring. I'm so tired of you. You are not boring at all. Not at all. Especially because you were on a damn TV show. Like, what? Absolutely not. You know, I have some questions, okay? I feel like, you know, the beginning, it was cool. Like, I kind of expected, you know, like, that drama to be there. But for me, personally, the drama really came, like, at the end. Yeah. There were so many twists and turns that I was not expecting. Yeah. So... Bear with me as I get through all of this. Okay, I'm <laughs> First ready. and foremost, how did how did it even happen? Like, how did this come to be? Like, yeah. how did they reach out to you? The process, like... Sure. So I actually didn't apply for the show. This wasn't an opportunity that I went seeking out or anything like that. I was very fortunate that a casting producer found me from TikTok. I, you know, dabble on TikTok and, you know, post a little TikTok dance and maybe complain about being single and, you know, do what I do on TikTok. And uh, a casting producer found me from what I was posting and DM me on Instagram and thought I would be a good fit for the show. I was originally not sure just because I was like, is this even real? Like, you know, people send a lot of weird DMs. And, you know, I took a chance and I'm really glad that I did because I think it definitely paid off. Oh, my God. You know, I had a feeling it was going to be from TikTok because you were so popping on there. Like, <laughs> you flatter me. <laughs> you have like such a big personality. So I really feel that like you're welcome. I, like you were so perfect for it. So that makes me happy for you. Thank and you it's so that. crazy how opportunities can come from TikTok or like any type of social media platforms. So to really see it for you, I'm like, uh, this is the content I signed up for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, since, you know, since getting the opportunity from TikTok, like I tell people all the time and I won't shut up about it. I'm like, post your content, start mm -hmm. that YouTube channel, create that podcast, you know, do whatever it is that you want to do because you literally have no idea who has eyes on the things that you're doing and you never know what opportunities can come from that. So you have to get out there in the world for people to see. Exactly. And like, I think it's so important. I feel like you should keep talking about it. Like, I don't want you to stop talking about it you know, <laughs> until something else comes from it, you know? Right. I, I love how you put yourself out there, you know, and it really does show. I mean, you laid it all out. Like, you keep doing what you do. You never know who's watching and only God knows what can come from that, truly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about the venue, like where the recording was, because it was giving me all of 
the feels. Like I yeah. loved the oh setup. Oh my goodness. So we filmed in the most incredible, insane lodge in Lake Tahoe, California. It's actually the same lodge that the Kardashians filmed their se- series finale in. And I think the Real Housewives of, uh, I don't want to mess it up. One of the one of the Real Housewives also filmed there. Oh my uh, gosh. It, yeah, so it's very it prevalent. Was in the, it was Beverly it, Hills. I, yes. Yeah, I think it was Beverly Hills, actually. Yes. Yeah. So the, the location is, you know, very prevalent in the uh, reality TV community. It's an absolutely insane, like, I think 17 bedroom. 18 bath house with you know porches and views and a hot tub and an indoor pool and all this insane insane stuff and it was you know unlike anything i've ever experienced before oh my god okay because when i watched the beverly hills um season because i i'm a huge housewives fan so i when i was looking at it i was like i I feel like they were there too so it's the confirmation for me that is so cool like is is it really as big as i think it is i feel like honestly it doesn't even read as big on on screen as it is in person it is like sweeping like massive like the seal like to put it into perspective in the lodge there were like a bunch of christmas trees in the main room like i think the tallest christmas tree had to be probably like 12 or 14 feet. And it, I don't even think it was like close to touching the ceiling. Like it was massive. Oh and- my God. That is so cool. In my mind, like I could see myself there getting in all like just the views. I bet the air was like perfect. I yeah. just- Super crisp. Yes. Love that. Uh, okay. One thing Kelsey wants me to ask you, I got to make sure I ask. And I'm not sure if 12 Dates of Christmas is that kind of like thing, but will there be any type of reunion? Wow, that's, it- a, that's a very good question. That's a very good question because as I'm sure you saw, uh, I feel like the season ended with kind of a lot of questions and, and there are things that people want to know. So as far as I know, there is not going to be a reunion. I, I don't know if if that's going to change. I'm hoping that it's going to change and that, you know, maybe the people can make enough, uh, make enough noise and make HBO Max say, okay, we need to bring this group together to get some questions answered because I think there are definitely a lot of questions floating around following uh, episode nine. Yes. Okay. Okay. And with that being said, let's, let's tap into this. Yes. First of all, I love Amanda and I feel like looking at her throughout the season, what I like is that she glows differently with her family. Like seeing her with her brothers and her sister, I just feel like there was a different type of glow. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and I, I do want to ask this. I, I think it was Hina that mentioned it. Um, Do you think Amanda is hard to read? And I say this because we learned that she's an Aquarius like you. Do yeah. you think she's hard to read? <laughs> I was going to say from one Aquarius to another, I think yes. I think <laughs> I think that Amanda definitely kind of personifies that aspect of Aquarius that's kind of, you know, mysterious and, you know, you've really only kind of scratched the surface and there's so much more that you, you have yet to, to kind of unearth, but you have to wait for them to kind of show that side of themselves. Mm. Um, so I think that I think that it was was a fair assessment for Hina to say that Amanda's a little hard to read. Got it. Okay. Okay, what connections have you made since filming? Like, do you still keep in contact with everybody, some more than others? Yeah, so we have a cast group chat that, as I'm sure you can imagine, has been popping since the show started. (laughs) But even outside of that, you know, I was really lucky to make some absolutely amazing friends. Uh, Ari is my girl for life. I went up to Atlanta to visit her, I guess technically down to Atlanta to visit her earlier this year, and I'm planning to go see her again. 
uh, next month or this month, end of this month. Brooke and I had a really strong friendship on the show. And that's one of the things that kind of made me sad watching it back is the show really focuses more on a lot of the romantic connections and not so much on the yes. that remain in the house. So there was so much that wasn't shown in, in terms of those types of friendships. But uh, Brooke and I had a really strong bond. We came into the lodge on the same day and we just kind of connected. We had so many heart to heart conversations and she really just became, you know, kind of like my rock in the, in the lodge. And she yeah. was literally like holding my hand when I got eliminated. Like we just had a really strong bond. So love her. There's also been like a bunch of people who I haven't been able to meet in person yet because they were there before I was there, but who I've, you know, connected with over social media and texting and stuff like that. And I'm absolutely obsessed with them. I am such a big fan of Nabila and I absolutely love Nicole. I just think like overall the cast is just it's such a great group and I think casting really got it right you know putting these people together and I'm so happy to have been a part of this group. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was a little unhappy with how Hina was handling things. I say this because they uh-huh. what I was seeing a little bit towards the end was love bombing. I say this because okay, yes, you can meet my family. Cool. And then now I'm here with your family. And, you know, but there are other options out there. I mean, you don't say that kind of thing once, I feel. I feel like you shouldn't say that kind of thing once things are pretty much solidified. So I was wondering what your take is on it. Um, Just how that unfolded. Yeah, so I think, as we saw on the show, there were a lot of kind of twists and turns and, and bumps in the relationship between Amanda and Hina. And, you know, kind of going hand in hand with that, there was a lot that obviously wasn't shown on camera. And I think that regardless of how it how it was uh, edited and how you saw it back, I think that Hina went to meet Amanda's family with the intention of really trying to make it work and really seeing if, you know, meeting this family strengthens, strengthens the connection that we have and makes this, you know, maybe something that's actually feasible outside of all of this. Because I do know Hina and I know that they are yeah. such a great person with such a big heart. And I feel like that doesn't always come across with the edit that they were given. So I think that that Hina's intentions were in the right place and it just may have been misconstrued in, in how, how we see it back. That makes sense. I think the part that got me was, um, was it episode nine when uh, Hina and Amanda were at the Met? Yes, that was nine. Oh my, it was that scene. When they were outside, I was like, what is happening? Like, yeah. I, I feel so blindsided. <laughs> and I think that's the crazy part about, I guess, just reality TV. Because you never really know how it's going to play out once all the cuts are done. And, you know, everything is really just put together to create the season. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, so, and, and, you know, and I'm not the type of person that watches the show. And I'm like, they're a bad person. Like, I, I'm not that kind of person either. So I definitely wanted your take on that, too. Yeah. Um, so that's really good to know. That makes me feel better, which is great. Um, I think the one, I think the one scene also with Hina that caught me off guard was, I think in, I can't remember if it was episode three or four, when, when they went to, um, the bedroom to kiss one of the other love interests, I said, oh, this is, this is fine. That's, look. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, heard y'all. I was like, this is what we're doing. Okay, I'm not yeah. mad. You know? So that was, yeah, you know, it was interesting. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. But I think that's something that definitely comes into play when you have a show like 12 Dates, where you have, you know, multiple love interests who are 
interested in people of the same gender, then there's, you know, a lot of the potential for connections across love interests if you're not yeah. necessarily, you know, feeling that spark with the lead. And so, you know, we did see some of that this season with, you know, that connection we saw between Hina and Chrissy. And then we saw basically a whole relationship form later in the season between JP and Tom. Uh, yeah. So there's, you know, it's, it's definitely plausible in a show like 12 Dates or something like that to go down. 100%. What was your favorite part about filming? And just the the entire experience, of course, like, you know, the views and, you know, meeting such a great group of people. But what was your favorite part? Do you have a specific highlight? That's a really good question. I think my highlight as kind of Hallmark card <laughs> as this sounds, I think my my highlight is is the personal growth that I experienced during my time in the lodge. Uh, like I said, there was so much that that wasn't shown. And I feel like I learned so much about myself and what I need out of a, out of a relationship and, you know, kind of things that I need to work on in areas that I need to need to grow and improve on to really be ready. Uh, and I, I'm confident that, you know, since figuring all that out when the show filmed, I think that I'm, you know, at a good place now. And I even look back at where I was then and I feel like I've grown so much from then. So I feel like overall my highlight is the fact that the experience was such a catalyst for growth for me in kind of so many facets of my life. What's the one thing that sticks out the most to you through your personal growth, like this part of your your journey? So I think, uh, and I was talking about this earlier, I think the thing that stands out the most uh, is definitely where I am now in terms of my journey of accepting myself and who I am. I think back to a few years ago, and I had basically totally accepted that I was going to live my life as a lie. And I was never going to, as I like to say, stand in the sun and live my truth and be who I really was, because I was so scared of how that would be received by other people. So I was just committed to, to living a lie. And, you know, I look at where I am now, and to just be, be so proud and to be so authentic and to be and to have the opportunity to be showing my proud, authentic self on such a major platform like HBO Max is something that I never would have even been able to fathom a few years yeah. back. So I think, you know, I, I had a moment where I was just, you know, kind of really proud looking at how far I've come. And, you know, there's definitely still more growth to, to come and more work to be done. But I'm, I'm very proud of my myself, my journey of self-acceptance. Mm, I'm so proud of you because, like, it really... It really does show, especially because you and I have known each other for so long. Yeah. I can definitely, you know, vouch for you when it comes to that. I love seeing you really embrace who you are, your truth, your authenticity. I've always known you to be so raw and real and direct and fun. And I really think that I think that that was like the tipping point. Like, I think just seeing you have this opportunity really, I don't know, I it's like the top of the mountain. You get what I'm saying? And yeah, like you can for only sure. keep going up. Like, it's so good. Oh, I love this. Yeah, and you. I think as well, it was the experience, not that I needed confirmation that it was okay to be myself or validation in any right. sense. But I feel like because I know that this was an opportunity that solely came from being myself, because like when I go on TikTok and post, which is where this all started, like I'm just having fun and, and being myself and doing what comes naturally. And I was true to myself throughout the entire interview process. And that's what got me on the show. And I was true to myself and who I was when I was on the show. So I, you know, I really couldn't ask for anything else. Agreed. I, I'm right there with you. Was there anything about this journey or this part of your journey that was uncomfortable? Was there anything that was hard to adjust to? I think the, the one of the really, really, really hard parts was being kept in the dark for so often. Because 
and a, and a reality show, you know, the element of surprise is so big and they want reactions to things to be genuine and they want them, you know, to be caught on camera. Um, so a lot of information is kind of withheld from you until it's needed. And that was something that was so, so, so difficult for me in terms of, you know, not knowing like when I was going to enter, not knowing how I was going to enter, not knowing who I was there to date. Like I literally didn't even get like a picture of the lead that I was there to date or anything. Like I got there to enter the lodge and they told me, your love interest name is Penny and he has a hat on. And that was all they told me. So you were really going in blind. And I think that was the hardest part as someone who, you know, I'm not afraid to admit, I like being in control and being out of control in situations. It's kind of scary for me. It was a situation that I was totally out of control of and essentially every aspect other than how I reacted to things. And that was, you know, a lot. Okay. I, I got you. I think my favorite part about that, that moment when you met Penny was, um, literally you coming in as a gingerbread man i was like look at alex <laughs> like a damn gingerbread man i could not <laughs> is there anything that you wish was highlighted more on the show i know there's only so much you can share but is there anything that you wish you could or that you wish that the viewers were able to see yeah so there were just a lot of very real very raw conversations that were had and I know there were, you know, a lot of clips and, and, and pieces of that vulnerability that were shown and showcased throughout the show. But when I tell you that, like, across the cast, everyone was having these really real, very serious, vulnerable, meaningful conversations. And a lot of the times they weren't necessarily, you know, on topic with 12 Dates of Christmas or the show or, you know, the talent show we had last night or whatever. So they weren't really relevant enough to make the final cut of the show. But I feel like in those conversations, you really get to see you know, the hearts of some of the people who don't get as much screen time or don't get as much time to speak on camera. So I wish that there would have been a little bit more of, of those moments included for sure. I think I it's kind of easy to see that those types of moments were happening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it really seemed like people found it easy to talk to you. Like I just yeah. felt like everyone started to gravitate towards you a bit. Yeah, I think, and, and I think that's definitely true of basically everyone in the lodge. And I guess this is, just, you know, tipping my hat to casting again is they just did a really good job of casting people who have an aura that makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel like you can be open and have conversations. And yeah, I think that that was definitely my case as well. Let's talk about the icebreaker game. Uh, was <laughs> what question cut you, uh, caught you, I'm sorry, off guard during um, that? I think there were a few. But I know the one that I think probably surprised me the most was Winston's about being in like the church rap group. Right. I, just, I, right. I just did not, did not see that for Winston at all. Did not know he had that anointing on his life, but I love right. that for him. <laughs> I love questions like that because you literally never know unless they tell you. Exactly. So... That's that's what's up. And, and like I was telling you before we started recording, I was not expecting you to leave so early. Huh. And I'm sure you weren't either. I want to give a shout out to Penny for like highlighting your maturity because that's like one of my favorite things about you. Like that's you. always been, you're welcome. That's always been such a standout quality of yours. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, do you feel like y'all had enough time to get to know each other? It's It's hard. Because, you know, we knew the situation we were in. We knew that there were time constraints. And I knew based on when I was coming in and based on the filming dates that I was, you know, coming in towards the end and that I could potentially be coming into a situation where there were already stronger connections and where, you know, it may be more difficult for me to make a connection. So 
I guess to answer your question, do I think we had enough time to really get to know each other at the level that I wish we could have? No. But mm. it's also like, you know, there's so many factors that are out of our control in a situation like this. And I feel like uh, Penny did a really good job as the lead of, of really trying to, to give time to people and, and find time to, to actually get to know people as much as he could with the time that he had. And when he became the new lead, that definitely caught me off guard too. I was like, wow, it's the switch up for me. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I wasn't mad at it. Cause you know, it really added a different um, layer to what the show is. So you never really know. And that, I think that also goes to show you that reality TV, I'm not going to say all reality TV is reality, but like this show specifically really, was that which was good it was very yeah. authentic because you it can always tell when that. something is super scripted you know and this wasn't yeah so. and i think you know in that moment in that moment where markel gives penny the gift and basically hands off being the lead to him you can tell based on everyone's reactions in the room and there's not a dry eye in the room that this mm -hmm. is all very genuine and it's so real and it was just such a beautiful moment because I feel like based on what I saw, obviously I wasn't there, but based on what I saw, you know, Markel and Penny had more of a platonic relationship, more of a friendship. Yeah. And, you know, this really gave Penny the opportunity now to, to find his person. And spoiler alert, he did. And so exactly. it's, just, it's just so full circle. And I feel like knowing that the process worked so beautifully for Penny now makes that moment even that much more special. Yeah, I like I do like Penny and um Winston together a lot. Winston has a very, very big personality. Yeah, like, I love Winston. Oh my god, he he was so amazing. I loved seeing him mesh with um with Penny's family too. I think yeah. you know, it was so good. It was so just natural. Good. It felt very natural. Exactly. Exactly. I want to talk about the letter. Like Brooke put her heart out there. Yeah. I was rooting for Brooke. And I was so, I mean, I'm happy for Danny and Nikki. But I was like, my girl Brooke, though. And, like, you were just telling me, like, y'all are really close, too. So I'm like, damn, yeah. like, I really feel for her. It was, How was yeah. she doing? Brooke is doing really well now. She's doing great. Um, I know that, you know, it was definitely difficult. And I will say, for me, like, I remember when I first came into the lodge, the the first connection that was very apparent to me of everyone in the lodge was Nikki and Danny right off the bat. That was the first connection that I picked up on. And I said, okay, these two have something that's, that's very strong and undeniable. You know, Brooke came in, like I said, the same day as me. And as, you know, kind of time progressed, I noticed that her and Danny also had a very strong connection. But I kind of knew, I felt in my gut, and I feel like other people in the lodge could probably say the same thing that that connection between Nikki and Danny was just undeniable. And I feel like maybe if Brooke Great. came in sooner and had more time that she could have built a connection that was, you know, close to the same level that, that Nikki was at with Danny. But like I said, the connection between Nikki and Danny was just undeniable. And I was actually very happy to see Nikki hold her ground when she was, um, when they were at, I think it was at Central Park. And she was like, look, you had your time. I need mine now. So yeah. Yeah. I, One of my one of my favorite that. things about Nikki is she is just so strong and unapologetic and knows what she wants and is not going to take anything less than that. Yeah. And, and that was very clear with how she came in from day one. She was like, I am here to find my person. 
and I'm going to do what it takes to get my person. And it worked out for her. And I'm so thrilled for her because she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Let's tap into you. So obviously this is, you know, opening up something for you, like, you know, potential connections and you you never know what can come from it. So right. let me ask you now, what do you seek in a partner or did this process highlight anything that you, I don't know, like anything specific for what you want in a partner? I think if anything, this process kind of reinforced a lot of what I did want, mm-hmm. what I, what I, what I knew that I wanted in a partner going in. And I think that that was in an interesting way reinforced by not even just Pani, but by a lot of the friends that I made in the lodge and a lot of the other romantic relationships I saw in the lodge. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, things that have always been top of mind for me are like honesty and open-mindedness and open communication. And I think as well, interestingly, the process kind of reinforced a lot of these things because not only did I see them in action, but I also saw them not happening in, in a few instances. And so it showed me, you know, almost what I didn't want in addition to what I did want, if that makes sense. That does completely. I know for me, when it comes to any type of partnership, I need to have someone you know, the same thing as you, like, I want you to be honest and I need open-mindedness. I love to have control, but I also like to be with somebody that shows me that it's okay to not always have control. Like, yes, you can know what's going on, but you know, you can ease up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your top two love languages. We always talk about them on here. So I got to know what yours are. (laughs) I would say, uh, it's hard to pick just two. Okay. I would say- Probably physical touch at number one. And then a very, very, very close second is words of affirmation. No, I feel you. Words of affirmation are so important to me. It reinforces the the importance of your place in someone's life, you know? And you never really know. I mean, the person that's sharing it with you may not ever really know how badly you need it in that moment. It exactly. Just really going. It's like, wow, like you see me. You support me, you know, all of those things. So that's, I'm here for it. I'm the same. My top two, um, words of affirmation and acts of service. And I okay. think it's just a Virgo in me. Because like, I love when people go out of their way to do stuff for me. Because I'm yeah. always doing everything. You know, I'm like, wow, <laughs> you did that for me? Really? It's so thoughtful. <laughs> Have you ever been told that your standards are too high? Or... You know, have you ever felt like your standards are too high? I feel like yours are realistic. I've definitely at times felt like they're too high. And I feel like a lot of that has come from repeatedly feeling like I still haven't met the right person. And it's, you know, it's a process that you have to trust. And I have to tell myself so many times that like, I'm 25, I'm so young, I have so much time. And I feel like, you know, that's also something that we tend to do is like put an age on like when you're supposed to do this or when you're supposed to do that. And I'm guilty of it as well. So I'm really trying to get out of that mindset, but I don't think my standards are, are too high. I like to think that they're realistic because yeah. uh, to be frank, you know, my standards are, are kind of modeled off of my parents' marriage because that was what was modeled in front of me growing up. And it's, you know, what I aspire towards. And I feel like if they were able to, to find it and make it work, then there's no reason that I shouldn't be able to find the same thing that part come on i know that's right yes (laughs) and does anything scare when it comes to relationships or anything romantic like because i mean think about it it's like you know you're being super vulnerable and 
and you know you're just showing like your full self so is there anything that scares you yeah i think one thing that that really petrifies me is the thought of you know developing a really really deep connection and relationship with someone falling in love with someone and then basically one day they just wake up and tell you i don't know what happened but i'm not in love with you anymore sorry yeah. I think that's that's like a, a nightmare for me. Like I don't I don't know how people recover from from something like that. Felt that. Yeah, I definitely felt that. That would be so gut wrenching. Like, okay, this is fine. Like like you know, like the um the gift of the dog in the fire. <laughs> this yeah. is fine. Like, okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> and just to wrap it up with, you know, like my my 12 dates of Christmas questions, is there anything that you want to share that we haven't touched? Like, is there anything that you can give us we're all ears if not that's okay but i just figured i'd ask <laughs> um what can i share that we haven't touched yeah i don't know i just think that um if you've you know enjoyed the show a lot of the cast are doing you know podcasts and articles and interviews and all of these things um so definitely you know keep up with them on social media because there's a lot of tea that is being spilled like i'm talking uh connections and love interests in the lodge who like dated slash are dating after the show but didn't oh. have a relationship on the show so there's like a lot that's coming out now uh now that the show is out so i feel like if you are here for the tea about 12 dates definitely keep up with the cast on social media because they're doing a lot of press a lot of media a lot of podcasts and they're spilling it all kind of cheat sheet to finding everyone on social media is uh, the F Boy Island Instagram page has been promoting 12 dates basically the entire time. So the F Boy Island page has a bunch of content posted that everyone's tagged in. And if you scroll down a little further, they, they have the individual pictures and everyone's tagged. So you can go through and find everyone and follow everyone and keep up with them that way. Yay, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So now let's go ahead and get into you. And Cookies and Conversation is all about showcasing whoever my guest is i always feel like this is your moment to you know be just to lay it all out whatever you want to share so my first question for you is going to be what is or rather what was your most creative endeavor i'm really not sure and it honestly kind of makes me sad that i don't have an answer to that question because i i feel like in in another life and by that i mean like a few years ago i was definitely like a creative and big into you know the arts and, and all that stuff and I yeah. this is making me realize that I've definitely fallen off from all that and I, I need to get back to it so I don't really have an answer to that I'm sorry no that's okay what would you say is the hardest personal goal you've set for yourself I would say and I don't know if it's that it's this is necessarily hard but I think it's that it requires intention and thought every single day and that is to just be a little bit better than I was the day before. And like I said, I don't think that that's necessarily a hard goal, but it just requires me to, to have it kind of in the forefront of my mind every day and kind of make it a consist make a consistent effort to do things that I feel like are helping me to be better than I was. It's so ironic that you're saying that because... I, I didn't ask my mom that question, but she was on my most recent episode of the podcast and she literally said the same thing you did. Wow. That is so, yeah. <laughs> I love to see it. Yeah. She, Cause we, I think, I think there isn't any cap when it comes to our growth and our personal development. I think that we can only get better with time and we have to remain dedicated. I think that so often people, 
I feel like they, once they fall off, just for a little bit, they have a hard time getting back up. For sure. Um, I think sometimes, like, people take an L or, like, they see an L and they're like, well, but it is what it is. But you have to find, you know, that determination within yourself to keep going. And, like you said, to get better, be better, do better in every sense. And it comes down to showing up for yourself, you know? Yeah, totally agree. 100%. I've always known you to be such a positive person, but when it does come to anything negative or like any negative influences in your life, how do you navigate through it? How do you handle that? Yeah. So I think it it kind of circles back to something that I may have touched on a little bit earlier is we, we, we can only control so much. And a big thing that I've been very mindful and intentional again of recently is that I can control how I respond to things. And so, you know, when I'm faced with with negativity and, and things like that, you know, I can't control that people are throwing negative things my way or whatever, but I can control how I respond to it and how I let it affect me. And, you know, I, I think that I'm at, I'm at this place in my personal growth journey where I really try and, you know, kind of let things just roll off my back when they come kind of from a negative place, as opposed to, you know, in the past, I may have let it totally ruin my day. And, you know, now I feel like it, it, it's a conscious choice to not let the negativity impact you and to just kind of keep it moving. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like once you take on anything that, like anything that heavy, it just, it can trickle down to all the other aspects of your life. And that is just something that we do not want. <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah. And and I think it comes back to what I was saying before, like just choosing yourself and choosing to be better. Um, and I'm glad you touched on that too. It's like, I, I was telling my mom recently that it is so important for me to choose peace. Cause you know me, I, I, I'm a little snappy thing. I, I can't be. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> She's spicy. Yeah, I'm spicy. There you go. And like, <laughs> I, um, I, I'm in such a peaceful space in my life. Uh-huh. Like I, I don't give a lot of attention to the things that I know can bring that reaction out of me. Right. I just like I pick and choose my battles. I'm becoming the queen of okay. But it's and leaving so it there. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I but we're getting there. It's it's the growth for me one day at a time. Yeah, it's a process. You know. Progress, not perfection. There you go. I got to keep that in mind. Yeah. I definitely have to keep that in mind. <laughs> what is something that is current? in your life and remains constant something that remains constant in my life mm-hmm. i would say again i feel like this is a cliche hallmark card answer it's but okay. i feel like it's really you know my tribe and the support of my tribe my friends my family the people you know who continue to, to back me and be in my corner regardless i think yes. that you know being being on the show is really highlighted just how much support I have that I didn't even realize I had uh, across the board. And it's, it's so amazing and it's so humbling and it makes me just feel really special and, and so loved. And I'm very grateful. Mm, because you are loved and you are so amazing. And you already know I'm always going to be in your corner with yes. everything you do. You already know. Yes, and I you do. know. Speaking of that, have people popped up out of the woodwork since you've been on HBO Max? Yes, they have left and right. <laughs> it's it's interesting because you know there have definitely been a few DMs and texts from uh, past flames after seeing the show, and there's 
you know, people from high school who I didn't even talk to who are now like, it, it, it's a lot, but yeah, there have been, there have been some people coming out wow. the uh, since the show was premiered, which I kind of anticipated. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, I think that's the frustrating part when you reach a certain point in your life and you know, you're elevating people co- love to come out of the woodwork. Yes. People love to pop up. <laughs> like you worked with me when I was shooting in the gym. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> no, like I felt like that too. When the Mona Lisa Bakes first took off, yeah. um, you know, last summer and people that never showed me any type of love. Oh, Girl, I'm so proud of you. I was All like, the are time, you? Yeah. <laughs> like this, they were like posting my cookies to their story. Y'all go shop with her. I'm like, thank you, but like you said, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Like, yeah, I it's, mean, it's okay. it's it's weird and it's funny because I posted so the day the show or the day the trailer of the show came out, we were able to announce the show. After I did like my spiel on my story, and I'm like, I'm on 12 dates. Da, 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 da. I literally posted a selfie and I said something like. And if you've been moving weird or acting funny, please do not hit me up just because I I'm on the show now. Yes. And um, I guess I guess the homies can't read because they're still <laughs> making my hotline bling, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's all good. So they're still coming up? Like, they're still, like, texting you, DMing you still? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Jesus, take it's the wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish you nothing but strength. Impatience. I, mean, I know it's gotta be annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I try not to complain though because I can't imagine the DMs that like Amanda or Markel or like the leads who were like on there like the whole season are probably getting at this point. Like, I'm sure people are saying like oh, some crazy man. things in their DMs. <laughs> I can only imagine when I think settle down. Like, I was actually just talking about this the other day. I'm in a space now personally where I'm ready to settle down. And I think a lot of that has to do with me having Tyler and yeah. I have my business. And I feel like everything in my life is like coming together and the best way. So I'm like, I'm ready. But are you in a space where you're ready to settle down? Or are you just trying to like test out the waters and see what's for you until that time comes? That's a good question. I think that... I am. I definitely am at a at a point where I want something serious and I want consistency and I want to almost feel like I'm putting down like metaphorical roots with someone in a sense. I also feel like it'll definitely take the right person to kind of solidify that that's where I want to be right now. Because also part of me is thinking like you know there's like a lot that you haven't you know explored. Um, so you know I think it, it, it's a little in the middle. I think that the right person could could definitely definitely have me kind of ready to, to settle down and be serious. Um, but I think as well that I am, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm ready for something like that. Yeah, for sure. And like you were saying at the top of our conversation too, you still have time, which yes. is great. I think it's so crazy that even though we are the ages that we are, people are still on game time. And it's like, look, yes, you can have your fun, but you also have to balance it out because there are people in these streets that aren't really trying to be in the streets. Like we are yeah. trying, like we are out here trying to find something solid and genuine and, you know, just something that can be, like you said, I like that, the metaphorical roots. I really like that. I can't top that, honestly. Yeah. That, that's Thank so you. good. Oh, my God. <laughs> What are qualities that you seek in a partner outside of like the openness and like the the honesty? Like, is there something that's like a non-negotiable outside of those two? I would say a sense of humor. 
I am, and not even necessarily just a sense of humor, but like <laughs> a sense of humor that maybe like borders a little on like the dark side and like things that like probably shouldn't be joked about, and, like shouldn't be laughed about <laughs> because like my humor definitely tends to go down that path every so often. And I feel like I need someone who can kind of keep up with that and like have that banter with me and like not look at me and be like, oh my God, like what the hell are you saying? What is wrong with you? Like, so I think, I think that a, a sense of humor is definitely not a I had a feeling you were going to say it's so spot on. <laughs> Have you ever left any words unspoken that you've regretted later on down the road? Ooh. Yes, I have. <laughs> How did it leave you feeling? Like, is this something that you've made peace with? Are you still feeling unsettled? Yeah. Wow, this is... This is deep. I didn't realize you were getting this deep. Oh, I didn't realize we were going to either. I'm sorry. No, that, that question just like <laughs> punched me in the face, but it's okay. Um, so sorry. Yeah, so there have definitely been a few situations where I feel like things have gone left or, you know, have not worked out because I've left things unsaid. And have I, you know, gotten full closure or resolution from all of those situations? No. I have not, but there's, you know, one situation I think about specifically where I was able to, to kind of get that closure and it really did make a difference. But regardless of, you know, whether or not I was able to get closure in these situations, I'm someone who always looks at these types of experiences as opportunities for growth. Like I know the word growth has come up so many times throughout our conversation, but like I really pride myself on being in a growth mindset right now. And I always try and look for opportunities for growth and I always try and turn things into opportunities for growth. I felt that every bit of that. It sounds like that's probably like one of the biggest promises you've made to yourself. That's what I'm getting. Just like staying in that mindset and just constantly evolving. Yes. And like and before too, just really getting to, I don't know, like just getting to the best version of yourself. Are there any promises you've made to yourself? Of course, like with the growth, but anything else? I think really uh, the only real promise that I can remember like actively making to myself. And again, this kind of goes back to the show as well. Is just, you know, now that I am being my authentic self is just staying so true to that and not straying from that. And I feel like it's so easy to, to be deterred when there are, you know, so many outside voices and opinions about who you should be or what you should be. But I'm, like I said, at a point where I am just really grounded and, and proud to be who I am and just doing everything that I can to stay true to that. I'm so proud of you. Obviously, you know, it's still early. But in regards to this chapter of your life, what would you say your life's meaning is? Wow. I would say at this point, and I feel like this is a very simple answer, but I feel like my life's meaning is just to have a positive impact on the people that I come in contact with. And, you know, whatever way, shape, way, shape or form that is, whether that is literally smiling at someone in the grocery store or, you know, being there for my best friend as she's going through like one of the darkest times of her life or something like that, like just really being a positive force wherever I am. And you do it well. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. Thank oh, you so yes, you're so welcome. You know how much I love you. I go so hard for you. <laughs> yes, the feeling is mutual. Oh my goodness. 
Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? And how can they keep up with you? Yeah, so I would just say if you haven't watched 12 Dates of Christmas, get your HBO Max subscription and binge it because it is such a ride. It's so good. If you didn't get the gist of that from our conversation, you can keep up with me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at not Alex Myers, N O T A L E X M Y E R S. And I think that's it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you for making time for me and being so patient with me. I'm yeah. so grateful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I was Absolutely. so excited to do this and you did not disappoint. <laughs> Yay. Okay. That makes me feel so good because I was hoping I would I would do a good job. Yes. You know, 10, out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> thank you, babe. Oh. And with that being said, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you so much to my listeners for tuning into another amazing episode of Cookies and Conversation. Make sure y'all watch 12 Dates of Christmas. You will not be disappointed. And with that being said, I will catch y'all later. We're out. Yeah.